everybody, and thank you so much for tuning back into Can I Ask You a Personal Question. My name is Trey Trash, and you're going to be hearing my cohort in crime, Blair Williams, your forever Miss Gay America, and our show director here at Club One. This week, we have a very special guest. It's Jessica Lebos. Uh, she is a Savannian and also a local author. Uh, she has two publications out as well as a blog. You're going to see those details right there, uh, right up under this podcast. Make sure that you subscribe, uh, you buy her publications, make sure you support our local artists here, right here in Savannah. We definitely appreciate it. And thank you again for tuning in. Enjoy the episode. called Savannah Sideways and so that's on Substack and it's a a weekly column like I've always done but this is like the new iteration of it used to be called a blog and now it's a Substack and yeah yeah. explain Substack to me because I looked at it today I'm like what does that mean well I didn't know either my my husband's like what's a slee stack you know but but it's it's its own platform and it's actually really great because a lot of writers are you know media has changed so much so finding a job finding a regular home you, for Donald your work Trump. yeah seriously i mean i it, it's a it, not that he isn't to blame for like almost everything almost but that everything, it did start right. before that because media is just the way that it works you know you used to just get a job in a newspaper or a magazine and went along your merry way and now the media has decentralized so much so now what substack does is it allows a writer to have an independent platform. I'm mm-hmm. not a technical person. Like watching you try to set up this um, podcast today was giving me a lot of anxiety. But this was very. Um, my friend Ruby, who's a, a, my like creative creative fairy godmother, and she like literally sat next to me, and she's like, "This is how it works," and you just fill it out, and it enables you to. Um, charge people to have subscriptions and get an income from your writing which I'm really grateful for because it's built up over the years and so I'm really doing the same thing as I've always done which is write about and for Savannah and um, I just came out with I have a a book called Savannah Sideways but I just came out with a new book a collection called The Camellia Thief and both are on Amazon right now they are (laughs) yes and you can purchase those yeah (laughs) or at your local independent bookstore (laughs) which is probably um, even better than buying them on Amazon well the best way is out of my car from my trunk (laughs) do you have some today because I will buy I I should have brought some in I will I'll bring some back I'm parked over there (laughs) Uh, but also we'll put those Amazon links um, in the uh, description uh for our podcast as well, so make sure you purchase those. Um, I do have the first one a little bit. I have not purchased the second one yet. Yet. It's Um, a lot to mow through. (laughs) uh, So also, like, uh, you reached out to me about the... uh, the, the ongoing like drag brunch mm. debacle. Oh my god, it's so which ridiculous. Is, it, it's it's frustrating. Mm-hmm. It is absolutely frustrating. And thank you so much for bringing uh, to light on your uh, on your blog about like what's going on in Savannah. Well, I mean, like Savannah, and I mean a lot of places. There's like been this you know concerted effort by people. I mean, I don't know. You want to like you want to just think that they're misguided they're so hateful and they're so ugly and it's like literally don't you have anything else to do do i mean i just i simply cannot understand that 
they like how why they believe that drag is actually their problem like that is actually a threat to children when children are being murdered by guns and drag has been around forever 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 and, and it's so delightful and wonderful, and y'all are so beautiful, and it, it, it's so much fun. I just, I, I have never, I, I grew up in a family. My mother owned a modeling agency when I was growing up, so I was around gay people all the time, and it was never like we, it was never discussed in a way because it, like back then, it was, and it was before AIDS, so it wasn't when AIDS came around. Actually, that was when we began discussing, it, and and I began to understand that this was something that was political. But before, so, I, it was so just part of our just, lives. Just drag or like being gay, like during the the AIDS pandemic. Um, just being gay. We had I had a my mom had a a, a gent who worked for her named Quentin and I Quentin I am I heard I I think Quentin did drag on the weekends but I I always knew I am certain that Quentin did yes I am like I'm pretty sure I don't know where were you were you around Scottsdale Arizona in like the early 80s you never know where I might turn (laughs) up (laughs) but I just I I never grew up with any sorts of judgment around it so as you know i i I, I don't know i mean i don't understand it i really honestly don't understand what to me it's so obvious like somebody else's own insecurities that they're projecting onto other people and and that's where i come from as well because like i i I grew up from a, a pentecostal background so you know you speak with snakes and everything <laughs> but Wait, but like even you're s- harry potter yeah, right right uh, but but even so like growing up from that background that is so harsh and like it gives you guidelines mm-hmm. to how you should live um and and me coming out as well number one a gay man number two is a drag queen um how do you judge anybody else like how do you have the time Right. Yeah. That's. I mean, that's what I think. People like. Why don't you mind your own business? Like, I think if you focus on someone else's business, then you don't have to worry about your own. Well, I mean, that's the. Yeah, that's the story. I mean, it's it's very interesting to me that that people like love to um, find a reason to fault other people for for things like like. Oh, for sure. Being gay is not a crime. Being a drag queen is not a crime. Being trans is not a crime. Mm -hmm. But. People like who are so maybe so insecure in their own body, mm-hmm. like like to put all of this out to other people and, mm-hmm. and make them feel insecure or try to like direct their anger towards them. Well, I mean, so what was really interesting to me about the whole um, the recent thing that happened with the drag brunch here in Savannah is that the woman who the, who put up the initial post, I, I mean, and I'm not really, I don't like digging into people. I don't troll people. I don't have time, you oh, know. Oh, that's but, where you and I differ. Well, I, well that's what I mean, but I, I, like, because you, I saw my husband, you, yeah. My husband I, also I, trolls people. Yeah, my, so does mine. Oh my God, he's kind of famous for it. But, and, but I, I went to look at her because I was curious. What really struck me is that she was younger. You know, she's like a young mom in her 30s and claims like so much that she loves Jesus and guns and babies. And it's just like, really? I mean, if you love all of those things so much, like why aren't, like, aren't you busy enough? Like what, what does drag have anything to do with it? What is anybody doing to you? Exactly, and drag has been around for so many years. And Mm -hmm. like I was telling you in our interview, like, um, so we consider family uh, friendly movies like Tootsie. Mm-hmm. And like uh, Mrs. Mrs. Doubtfire, right? exactly. You know, right. and like a uh, Tu Wong Fu. You know, oh, and, and now drag favorites. is a problem. 
Why is drag a problem? I think it's because of the media. But like, at, when you're my age, you also remember like um, Flip Wilson doing drag. And oh yeah, totally, yeah, yeah. yeah, and yeah. Bob Hope and Bing Crosby. Like it's just been around forever, and people laughed at it and had a good time with it. So I don't know why. People I mean, do you are think it's the drag, or do you think like people think, okay, I'm gonna take my child to a drag show and it's gonna turn him gay? <laughs> It's just like, is that what they're afraid of? They're so afraid of gayness that they're like, they think that drag, they're conflating the two? Or I, I think there's like a portion of the, the population that is, yeah. That is so pathetic. And, and like, I think can, drag is an easy, an easy target because I think they um, are th so threatened by anyone that is outside of their normalized mm -hmm. white American mm -hmm. world mm -hmm. that, that they can't imagine giving that up but because they feel like, threatened. You have like RuPaul's Drag Race, which is completely mainstream. Like you know, I mean, so it's like you have these parallel universes, and and it's like why are you why are you fighting it? Like just pay attention. If you love gu Jesus, guns, and babies so much, you go play with that, you know, and leave everybody else alone. Yeah, I just you know, go play with your guns. And, go you let know, your babies play with the guns. Even like in uh, church, that's scary. You know? right? <laughs> so um, uh, the uh, Savannah Cabaret is going to be doing a show here. Um, and it's uh, we did a show last year. It's called uh, it was called Say Gay. Yeah. Uh, this year it's called Say Gay Louder. Mm -hmm. And somebody even uh, commented. And I'm going to read it right here. Um, Pride is just cover for kid fuckers. Oh, Everyone knows charming. it now. We're coming to your trans kids all screened. Yeah, screeched gleefully long ago. That was your mistake. This is the hill we will die on, kid fuckers. Stop pretending you are victims you aren't at least not yet that's revolting like that's absolutely revolting. who spends the time i don't know spreading hate the crazies as hillary clinton said the deplorables right yeah the, well and again you know you look at the catholic church it means still to this day recently in um oh i can't remember what city it was it wasn't boston it was another city the, the big catholic community there is exposed that they have been repressing their the Catholic Church has been molesting children. These yeah. these are people in you know people of religious respect that and people that's been hold going on for decades, for decades and right. decades and years. It's literally inherent in the culture. Like that, it's just that's yeah, yeah, those are the kid you're, you're fuckers. You're moving around one priest to yeah. another city and another city and another city. So because so, so nobody catches like, on. I don't know what the, the term is, but they won't fire them. They just move them along yeah. to another How, area. I mean, right? So, I mean, I, I don't understand, again, like a comment like that, this is the hill where we will die on, well, you know, get, see ya. Yeah. You know and, I mean? And, and that's like a veiled threat. Like, that person should be put in jail for, like, uh, it is, extortion I mean, that is, or... It, well, it um, is threatening, you know? It is threatening because no one's attacking them. Yeah. It, it, it's really, the hypocrisy is just astounding. I mean, it really the, is. The, the veil that religion will allow um, for people uh, who... I, I, I guess, like, who have that? It, it's just astounding to mm -hmm. me because they'll say anything and still think they're a righteous person. Like, I, I, it's I, crazy. When, when, <laughs> it's it's, it's, it's I mean, mental. When illness. Jesus preached love and yeah. love thy neighbor, and mm -hmm. he embraced the the downtrodden and the folks that that other people would like cast aside, but yet his followers want to want to like just. And, and I, I always like go back to my grandmother because my grandmother and my grandfather were pastors of Pentecostal Church for a number of years. And did I they used eat to, chickens? No, they did not eat Snakes. chickens. <laughs> but um, I used to go around with them and like I would sing and like I would minister to people and like eventually I had to, you know, come with them inside myself and be like, okay, you know, I can't do this because I'm, you know, I'm gay. 
Um, and oh, so, like, I, I backed away from that. But whenever I came out to them and we had, like, this whole biblical conversation and whatnot, like, my grandmother and my grandfather came out to me as pastors and said, you know, you are who you are. We're going to love you. God loves you no uh, matter what. That's And tremendous. that was very powerful to me. That's tremendous. Well, then that's, you know, then, then they're really taking Jesus's teachings into their hearts. Yeah. Into, I mean, that's that's real. You know, I don't know if you guys know who Father Cheney is. Oh, who, yeah, you know, yeah. He's so great. You know, I mean, and he, that's what, that's what he, I mean, he's like, if you love Jesus and like God loves all of us, like that's the whole message that Jesus was spreading. Doesn't matter. Like, you know, for people to believe like they can do something terrible and then like be forgiven by Jesus, but they can't get it under, like they can't comprehend that somebody different from them like can also be forgiven like it's either either you believe in all of it or, or you, you don't, don't believe in any yeah, of it yeah, you know yes. like very you know very i agree so. and like I, I find myself like in um like facebook comments or you know like wtoc like our, our oh, local news God, sources never like, get into those comments oh yeah oh, i know God. i know it is so WT- it's terrifying like to know that the people that we live amongst oh, yeah. it's right. really and, gross and i it's always terrifying. like my husband and i've lived here for 20 plus years yeah. and our neighborhood is fantastic, and so my perspective is skewed. Like, I think the entire city is a little bit liberal. Same, and same. then I read those comments, and I'm yeah. like, holy shit, where do these people but live? But some of those where are they come and live in Chatham County. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> they don't it on Facebook. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I find myself, like, looking through those comments, and, you know, I do want to comment, and I, I, I do want to, like, report a spam. Like, I don't have the energy. So where do those people find the and energy? It, mm-hmm. Honestly, will it make a difference? Like, I mean, you can't just step aside and be quiet about it. But still, like, you can't change their minds mm-hmm. because they are embedded into the mm-hmm. bigotry and the homophobia and the racism that they project. And until it comes to them, it they won't. There's nothing that they, there's nothing you can do. You know, like words don't teach. Yeah. You know, it really is experiences and, and that sure. people have. And t- until it comes to their doorstep, like they just won't, there's nothing you can do. I just, you know, glide on by, sisters. Yeah. Like, you know, I mean, that just is not, I, I just, I don't get involved at all because I don't, I mean, again, like I don't have time. If I tried to like, get, it, it's so, and it was so infuriating. It's so infuriating. It makes me just physically ill to read some of those comments yeah. sometimes, you know? Um, so as, as Pride Month is, well, it's now this yeah, month, um, and all the, the festivals are looming, mm-hmm. you you also have a gay son, correct? I do have a gay son. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. He, thank you so much. I'm so proud. I was like, you know, I'm like, I got a gay and a girl. I got the best of all oh my God, worlds. You, you, you won the jackpot. <laughs> I did win the jackpot. Right. <laughs> now, um, my son is wonderful, and it's funny because when he was born, you know, very early on, he um, he loved my clothes and he loved to wear earrings and he would like to play as a girl. And, um, and you know, people would be like, well, do you think he's... And I'm like, he is when he says he is. He's a child. Yeah. So I, we're not... I don't... You know, and at first, my, my husband is from Savannah and is, you know, a, a progressive and liberal-minded person, but as a so straight can, can, white can male... Right you know, like, where, where are you originally from? I grew up in Arizona. Like, okay, gotcha. And then my, he and I met in the Bay Area, which is a wonderful place and you know again like a super fun but so he and again he came from he had to get out of savannah he came we lived in the barrier that's where our kids were born and early on abe was you know he i remember him coming to me maybe when he was like three or four and he said to me i would like to have my ears pierced like my friend zoe 
And I was like, oh man, okay. And I said, you know, I, and I don't know if it was the right thing or not, but this is, I sat with it for a while and I said, we, we're not gonna do that because if I let you get your ears pierced, people are going to think you're a girl and and right now you're a boy and and if, you're looking over your child it, well and i said if, if that's you know um and people will think i'm a bad mom and i said but when you're 13 because we're jewish i said you when you're 13 and you have your bar mitzvah that is when you are going to be an adult and, and you, you can, can get your, your you can decisions. do whatever you want. Okay, yeah. And so I didn't um, know you were Jewish. Yeah. Oh, you didn't really? It's not <laughs> obvious. Like it's really? so obvious. Like, <laughs> I didn't know you were Jewish. Oh my God. I feel like I'm like This Mar changes Mar my whole oh, idea really? about you. No. Oh my God. Oh no. <laughs> Never mind. Mark's Jordan's like, next week we'll have yeah, another guest. Like, Mark's Mark's always like, God, you did like it's like within five minutes. I'm like, we're Jewish. Anyway, so and it was like literally, you know, when he was he's like five more years and four months until I get my ear. Pierced, oh you know, my God, and like, I so, love that. And he was, and, he had and a countdown that was, oh amazing. my God, he was so into it. And, and, and then I said, you can, but you can wear what you want. Like, you know, we just can't do anything like permanent. Cause that's like putting holes in your ears, but wear the, wear your Cinderella dress to the park. Do it. And, and mm. at first my husband got, he was like, well, you know, cause he was like putting barrettes in his hair and, and, and Mark's like, and I was like, and, and we lived at the time in this small town in California. And so, and I was like, oh no, you're not going to. And like the rest of the town was like, oh no, you are not going to even let this child. And I, you know, and there's a Jewish holiday called Purim where mm, yeah. you dress up, you know, and, and Abraham wanted like, maybe, I guess he was maybe like three or four, like after the, you know, the earrings was like, I would like to be Hermione for Purim at, from so, Harry so Potter. So what is Purim for Purim those who is don't know. the, um, the book of Esther. Like, so the story of bad King Haman and he had like Vashti, who was the queen who was supposed to dance naked for him and he, she wouldn't. So she, he killed Sounds her. And then I know it was super like, I'm you know, be the queen. yeah. And then Queen Esther came in and, and then he was like oppressing all the Jewish people and Queen Esther, who was Jewish, but he didn't know she came in and helped free the Jewish people from the bad man. So Abraham was saying that he wanted to go essentially in drag. I had bought him his first wig when he was four and he wanted to go as Hermione for, for the holiday. And, of I, and, course. and so, and my husband was like, well, I went to him and I'm like, okay, well, Abe's going to be wearing a dress and a wig for the holiday to synagogue. And not only that, you are going as Vashti. And I, I like, I handed him a pink wig and I handed him like a, a dress. And I was like, you're going to be putting this on right now. And he was like, you couldn't have find, found me a better dress. <laughs> <laughs> and from then but on, a supportive father. That's he, amazing. he has been an yeah. unbelievably supportive father. And from literally then on every Purim, he went in drag. And, and we have always, as a family, you know, embraced. And it's funny, as Abe got older, like, we, he would, we would dye his hair different colors. And he, he had long, well, when we, and when we moved here to Savannah, our, our friends in California were like, oh, my God, you're going to take your little fairy children to the South. To What's going to happen? Gonna I will like tell you what, Savannah has, has been a wonderful place for them to grow yeah, up. Yeah, Abraham yeah. came out when he was 14, perfectly happy about it. I'm sure, I know that he caught some flack and was bullied a little bit like on Twitter and had stuff but he as far as I know didn't have anything he was always he was always proud and gay from the minute and in fact he came out on Twitter and I saw it and I was like what in the world you, you come can't, out to your mother, you can't your mother? Yeah. Yeah. I'm like I bought you your first dress and he's like I thought you knew I, I just assumed to you. yeah exactly he's like I just assumed you knew and I'm like 
I mean, fa- I mean, fair, but I didn't, I wasn't, I would never t- say anything about it until you, this is your life. This is your, you know, your choice when you want to tell people. Oh yeah. But from then on, he, um, he had a couple of boyfriends and then, but he's been with the same, he and his boyfriend got together when they were juniors in high school, like, you know, and they had been together ever since. Wow. So they went nice. to juniors in high school. They went to college together. And they're in South America. And they the they graduated from college, and now they are in South America. Oh, and that's Aires. so gross. I know. It's, <laughs> it is so gross. Believe me, we think we it's gross, too. We hate them. And, he, well, they, and they chose Buenos Aires because it, is, because it is the most gay-friendly and most Jewish-friendly. Nice. Yes. So I have been Googling, like, the most gay-friendly countries in the world yeah. to go to. Like, so New Zealand is on my list. Yes. Buenos Aires. There, there are a number of places, like, because you don't know if you're going to be able to stay in the states or not yeah after. you see that wig oh that she's God, wearing no. she can't afford to go anywhere else it's what? fine <laughs> <laughs> well, and to be able to think that way is really rough to I, have that in your world to think about have to think about am i going to be safe oh, in my yeah. own country well, well, i mean it's like true. blair and i were talking about this earlier today because like we're concerned about you know like the pride celebration you know everything that's going on in savannah right now and, and everything in the u.s yeah. like mm-hmm. it's like i have done this for a thousand years and Recently, when I walk out on stage on Friday or Saturday, I'm thinking, oh, my God, like, I'm, a, I'm the first person that's going to die. I'm, the, I'm no. a sitting duck, you know. Oh. And then, like, I've assessed, like, how long would it take the queens to stack our stations up behind the, the stage door so that people can't come yeah. in, you know. Or how many costumes can we tie together to <laughs> propel ourselves down the window? Again, it like, would it's be crazy. Jasmine's because she has stretch, four-way stretch. <laughs> oh <my> um, <laughs> but we, we had to have those conversations, you know, especially after polls. Like, mm-hmm. you know, what's yeah. the... Uh, oh. I, what's the, uh, you know, exit like plan what's the for protocol? Us. What's the, but, you know. And, and there was actually um, a thread on Club One. I, I think it came from, I, well, I won't say what bar. Mm-hmm. Um, but th- there was somebody who wrote down on a napkin and gave it to the DJ. Um, they said, Club One is the next pulse. <gasps> Oh my and so like, we had a plan, like, you know, what, what's going to happen from here? But, you know, even, even now, it's, I, I feel like it's a concern for me, not only in this club, but, like, in... Just in, in life in yeah. general. Yeah. It, it's interesting. I love your story about your, your son and your family because I never had an issue with my family. Mm-hmm. They, like, same thing. Growing up, like, you know, we would, my sisters and I would play house, and I would always put a long sleeve T-shirt on my head <laughs> so that I could have the pieces <laughs> that come down the front, You're like, right? Yes. Um, I would go to my aunt's house and put myself in her bedroom because she had a wig that I could put on. And But my family was great. And I remember when I finally came out at 18, and I told my, the first time I told my mother, we were in the car coming back from the grocery store, and I was like, home from the weekend for college, and I said, you know, I think I'm gay. <laughs> and she said, she said, oh, I don't think you're like that. And that was kind of the end of the conversation the first time. And maybe a month or two later, I said, you know, I'm gay and I have a boyfriend. And she said, all I want is for you to be happy. Oh, and my yeah. entire family has been that way, even though I think that both of my brother-in-laws don't completely understand it. They're okay with it and they are okay with me being around their children and they support bob and i like it like my coming out process has been easy comparatively to a lot of other people's Mm -hmm. and so i'm super happy to hear about like the experience in your family well i mean i i um it was interesting because his boyfriend comes from a like pretty conservative family Mm -hmm. and he his like Will's the third kid, and I think the family was kind of just like trying to ignore the gay away, you know. This kid, Abe, is you know turned out to actually be fairly. Um, 
you know, fairly like, but as a, as a as a man, I mean, he kind of left. He, I, I was like, I'm very disappointed that neither of them do drag. I was like, oh my god, you guys, you know, we can fix that. I would hope so, but Abe's quite butch, you know, and he's got oh, a real deep okay, voice. So you she know. said it finally, butch. <laughs> She's looking at me when she said butch. She said, but he's got, you know, but and but William from the mo, I mean, the moment I met him, I'm like, this kid, I mean, sassy, 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 bitchy, 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 all the yeah. time, and. You know that his parents were like when he and Abraham started dating. I mean, I didn't say anything because it wasn't mine to say. But the the mom mm. called me and was like, "Is there something going on between these boys?" And I was like, "Well, you have to ask them." Are you they know? roommates? Oh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, well because they had and they had. It was funny because they got together when we all. Um, uh, evacuated for Hurricane Matthew. We brought William with us because oh, wow. they were so friends, and like apparently, like that's the weekend. But, yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> that we oh, were like, a crazy, fault. like totally my fault. Of, totally of, my of, uh, Something you were not expecting at the moment. Right. I mean, so I guess that they can, but we kind of, you know, and we, they had been friends for a while, so it, you know, was but his, um, and and Will's parents. I think it was difficult for them at first. I think they were in like sort of denial around it, but they also, I mean, I mean, and you can imagine, so they're like this conservative, well-established, not religious, but like church-going Savannah family. Oh, wait, so he's rich? Well, and, and so cool. he starts like, like, oh, yeah, right. But then he, they, their son, who were, you know, again, trying to ignore the gay away, starts dating the son of the most obnoxious Jewish liberals in town. Like, so it's it my favorite. <laughs> and I will say that um, from then on, they have been nothing but supportive. They've been wonderful. The boys Fantastic. have, like, they, we all moved the boys in together to their apartments. Oh, and, you so know, awesome. we've always been, yeah. I that because I feel like in the end parents should just want their children to be happy and be themselves right I I and I that that's what I think it's all gonna come down to I I really feel hopeful because it's like all this hate and all this stuff it's like do you not know people who are gay like what's wrong with you yeah, like every yeah. everybody has somebody gay in their family everybody works with somebody everybody loves somebody who's gay whether they know it or not or where they feel comfortable or not and I just think it at the end of the day like I think that parents are just going to have to stand up for their children and and we all have to stand up for our loved ones and our neighbors i what is going on with against trans kids is so upsetting for me horrible we have we have children in our family who are trans who are wonderful human beings and they're athletes and it's been really difficult for them because they don't get to participate anymore of course and and i'm like how do you how do you malign a child and how do you demonize a child who is just trying to be themselves, whether it's trans or gay or whatever, or, you know, just yeah. queer. We're all, right. all a little right. queer, right. like, middle you know, just finding school. themselves. Exactly, right? yeah. exactly. Like, like going through middle school and high school is already hard enough. Oh and then God. adding that on top of it, like yeah. how, like, it, I mean, Obviously, you knew how. Well, actually, you blinked it on somebody yeah, else, didn't you? <laughs> we talked about this on a podcast I before. It on you, else. Um, I never felt anything but myself, right? right? Like I wasn't like the other boys. Mm-hmm. I liked to play with the girls. Mm-hmm. I wasn't athletic. Um, I liked what most people would consider feminine things. Mm-hmm. I liked to play with dolls. I liked to like play with my sisters. Mm-hmm. But my family never like made me feel less than or different mm-hmm. than, you know? So they just kind of embraced it. Yeah. And so 
I'm grateful for that mm-hmm. because God knows what would have happened <laughs> otherwise. But well, just like people turn inward, you know, and it'd be pe- people. I mean, when you're a child and you are made to feel like you're not okay, like the people who are supposed to love you make you feel like you're wrong. That is a li- that is oh, a yeah. lifetime. Oh of, yeah. yeah, that's gonna and, give you a suffering. A, yeah, a and, lifetime yeah. of trauma yeah. and so many. <laughs> And, and therapy you, bills. you always yeah. kind of internalize that even if people don't verbalize it like because yes. of society's norms right you feel like you're different mm-hmm. already so like you like how do i fit in mm-hmm. do i what part of myself do i hide like it's, it's yeah. a difficult situation to grow yeah. up in yeah um so just to segue um <laughs> A very smooth segue. <laughs> I was going to say, so on a different topic. <laughs> so um, tell us about um, Savannah Sideways. Well, so I, my whole life when I was, I mean, you know, again, I'm not gay, but I'm a total weirdo and I always felt I think you're Queer. an honorary guy. I, I feel, and I felt, I mean, I, and, well, I mean, I, I, I have been married for 25 years, but before I, before that, I did some experimentation. Wait, I did all kind. I did live in San Francisco, after all. But no, I mean, I really, I think as a, as a young person, I was always looking for, for who I was and what I wanted to do. And I, from early on, I really wanted to be a writer, and I, and I didn't really know what that meant because, like, it was always like. To be a writer, you had to live in New York City, like Carrie Bradshaw, or you had to, oh, you yeah. know, you had to write these kinds of things. And I just, I didn't. You need that, like cosmopolitan. Or like, right, and I just, like, I didn't quite feel like that. New York City scared me. I, I knew I wasn't that kind of. I didn't. I'm not a competitive person. I didn't want to like have to fight people for my place in life. I don't, I don't life, even know, you know you anymore. Yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> like, but I mean, do you know? Arm wrestle me now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, well, when it comes to arm wrestling, I'm actually kind of condemned. No, just kidding. <laughs> but I mean, I so I but I knew I wanted to be. Um, like on the road was my favorite Jack Kerouac I just wanted to write about my experiences through my own lens I didn't want to have to make anything up I found journalism kind of boring because you didn't get to you didn't get to be part of the story that was like the fun part is like trying is like where do I fit in with this and and where do I fit in with this like larger community that I live in so I, I went to college at University of Arizona in Tucson and that's kind of where I started out and I started kind of writing about this is what's going on in town and these are the people that I'm meeting and this is what I think is important and this is what I think is cool and whatever and I I got a job at the paper there when I end, when, went to California I, it's a little bit dramatic but I shaved my head and moved into a Volkswagen <laughs> bus no, I was going to drive to I was like it's fine I was going to drive to Alaska and like my very supportive parents were like okay, okay. <laughs> like well um here's a gas card you know like, um and the van broke down in north of san francisco like so i don't know if y'all have so been you out to actually the, make it to alaska no i never made it to alaska i didn't even make it to oregon like i i drove through the tunnel this was the rainbow tunnel um after you go over the golden gate bridge you kind of sidle up and you go through the rainbow tunnel and then you're in marin county which is like this glorious like fairy tale um, redwood trees and beautiful mountains and I, I'd never seen anywhere so beautiful flowers and, and fruit to pick off the trees and I had cousins there um, fortunately because when my van broke down I was like I have $11 <laughs> can somebody help me so, so like you found like some inspiration I my van broke down there and that's where I stayed and I got a job at the newspaper there, the weekly paper, and that's what I kind of have been doing ever since. I got, a, I was a weekly columnist writing about different people in the community and, and realizing that I could use this, this platform to shine a light on people that didn't necessarily, ha- hadn't necessarily like received that spotlight before. People who were 
maybe marginalized or alternative and and or we're just doing cool stuff you know mm. that nobody had heard of yet and so i've always gravitated towards that to write about so um when i met my you know prince charming mark lebos from savannah georgia Hi, like, mark. <laughs> no i met him and i was like mom i met a jewish guy from savannah georgia have you ever heard of such a thing she's and like mary mary exactly. no she was like she was like what does thing. he look like and i was like is he a doctor <laughs> no not a doctor but his father is Ooh, hello. <laughs> so um, but we um and so we and i came to savannah for the first time and it was like it was so beautiful here and the, i mean you know anybody comes here and it was like when i came it was winter so the air was cool right yeah we all think yes exactly yeah. i'm right? like the bugs weren't out it wasn't this nasty humidity this is like the perfect city i know it's Why so are people great doing their bachelorette parties here oh my God. <laughs> so woo. but I, did, I worked at the paper there and then when i um got pregnant with abraham like we just i'd always kept writing and kept and when we moved here i i had a couple of different jobs but i ended up at connect savannah as the weekly columnist there yeah. for like seven years and um, and have just kind of honed this as my craft, you know. So, it's sort of it's sort of provincial, but I, I don't I don't so, see myself doing much else, you so know. I'm impressed with with your articles because I find them personal personal and relatable, uh, yeah. and like they're just about normal things and common things. Like, um, so what do you find inspiration to pull all of this stuff from? Well, I, you know, every week, I, it kind of is just sort of like what happens into my sphere. And what, um, and when I was at the paper, it was easy, right? Because I, I went to an office every day and I worked with other people and we had, we shared different things of what was going on in the city. And you guys remember, I mean, Savannah was much smaller then. And it felt like, oh, yeah. It, it felt like, you know, the, the alt weekly paper was this hub of all the progressive people and the artists and the musicians. And so everybody sort of kind of, was like this gyre around this one thing. And then, you know, COVID happened. And I mean, and I, le I had left the paper before that too, because I was making, you know, $11 an hour, but yeah. I, you know, what I know, yeah, but then I went, I went off trying to like find my thing, but I, you know, but I, and I thought I, I, I published a, a book of the, my favorite co columns of those years thinking that, well, at least it's like this time capsule of like, this time oh, in yeah, Savannah, for sure. right? And what These a stories idea. and the people who have been here, and then COVID hit, and everything has like become even more decentralized, and it's and and, you know, everybody works from home. So, and I, and actually, so I woke up from COVID, and I was fucking pissed. I was like, who are all these? Assholes who have moved here, who do I don't not. Know why you had to whisper? Assholes. I don't know. They're assholes. They're <laughs> fucking assholes. assholes. Not all of them. Not all of them. Some people have moved here and then and have very earnestly. Seventy-three percent of them are. Assholes. I was thinking like more like eighty-two, okay. but that's. I mean, <laughs> but people move here. They're like, so oh, and they're just they're like cheap real estate. And they're just mowing over. They don't care what came before them. They think they're the most important people in the world. Oh, There's yeah, narcissists, like rich narcissists, have taken over Savannah, and it's sucky so that was like what inspired me to kind of write this new iteration that has become the camellia thief and wanting to preserve these stories that are getting lost because yeah. a lot of so people we, so we can see what savannah was was and it's... a lot of the artists and the weirdos and the you know people who have like have made savannah, savannah the cool place that it is can't afford to live here anymore and so i really wanted to preserve those stories and so what I guess you, the question was like what inspires me is just like what I'm seeing to me that is 
authentic, that's real. And some of it's new. Some new people are doing cool things. I don't like to admit it, but that's fine. I'm happy to give credit where it's due. Yeah. Um, but a lot of like, you know, like the Black Holocaust Memorial over on East Broad Street, if y'all know what that is, like mm. it's like this paper mache sculpture. And I mean, how long is that going to be there sitting outside by right. itself with, yeah. with all of these people buying up all of those homes, you know, gentrification. It's like happening before our very oh, eyes. Yeah. It's yeah. terrifying. And, and people are not paying attention. Yeah, we, mm-hmm. we close our eyes to it. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, it's great. Well, and it's Congress. like, what are we going to do? I don't have, do you, I mean, I don't have a million dollars to go buy some shack and fix it up. So that you're used not to be. Paula Wallace. I am. <laughs> <laughs> but what people don't realize is that, oh God, you know, they that. do have a voice um, mm-hmm. uh, with their aldermen's and, uh, and local representatives. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people in Savannah don't know who those people are. No, they don't. Um, and they don't put enough pressure on them, especially the ones downtown. I, I didn't realize um, how much of a voice that we had because um, it was a, a, I think it was a, an apartment complex that was going to go up right, like literally right next to my home mm-hmm. um, with a little bit of brush, a couple right. of brushes. Um, but everybody from our neighborhood just showed up and mm-hmm. showed out and mm-hmm. it eventually got voted down. Mm-hmm. So like you do have a voice. You just have to make sure that you show up and you vote. And you, I, Yes. I don't think people realize that or even know where to go to, to voice their opinion. Yeah, um, yeah. The, when we moved here, I had said to, to my husband, like, there's such a disparity between the haves and have-nots here. And I think that's just grown wider because um, people are getting pushed out of their neighborhoods yeah. so that we can make things better, you know, quote-unquote. Well, I mean, yeah, it's really, it's hard. I try not to be bitter. Like, I mean, but I, and I, cause I just feel like a cranky old woman. Like, you know, I'm like, oh, it used to be so much better, well, you know? I mean, like, are you a cranky old woman? That's how I feel, too. Like, I feel like I'm getting older. <laughs> like, old I, you know, my knees are cracking, I, so suddenly I, I have an opinion. I, I normally <laughs> describe you as a cranky old woman. <laughs> but, but, you know, are, have are you, you met my daughter, Trayla? She's a cranky old woman. <laughs> are you cranky, or are you now at that age that you have an opinion? Because I, I, I feel like, you know, maybe just confident enough to express your opinion yeah exactly yeah, i mean you know, i'm always like been a, full of opinions and i feel like that clicked for me like when i turned 30 yeah um because oh, i'm Jesus like Christ. <laughs> i know i'm like honey like, I mean, <laughs> you know i'm just but, not like you know well, i mean i want to be i want like, to get be off my fair lawn, but i want my yeah, voice to I think be heard i i want to be fair i want to be somebody who considers things but i look at i look at savannah and i look at the way that it has been developed you you know all of these hotels no one actually sat back and thoughtfully planned how this city was going to go it has been it's been the hunger games basically right like i mean it's just whoever can buy up the most stuff and elbow other people out of the way who has enough money to buy this oh my god it started with uh with the DeSoto, like over there on river street like that monstrosity of a fucking building the like what the was, Hyatt you mean? Uh, I'm or sorry, the, the Hyatt. Yeah, yeah, yeah like you Hyatt. know, like that was just horrible. That was where we had our wedding reception, but it was in 1998. Oh, I mean, it's lovely. No, it's very lovely. I was horrified. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Well, I didn't live here. My like, oh my god, my my mother planned my wedding with Mark's mother, and wow. We've been meaning to apologize yeah, to you about that for years. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. We're really reminder like, for me to edit this out. No, <laughs> it's fine. Are you kidding? I'm not mad about it. I, I mean, but that was, it was literally like one of the, it was only two, there were only two hotels in Savannah 25 years ago. It was the Hyatt and, and the DeSoto, and that was it. There was one place to eat, and that was Carrie Hilliard's, and there were five of them. Oh, fuck. <laughs> so how like, how were the chicken fingers at your wedding God. reception? I came here, I remember like when the, like we would come and visit before we moved here for good when the kids were little, I would come and be like, 
is there some place to buy organic milk for my child? They'd be like, what's wrong with you? Is there, there's, our milk's not good enough for you, you little California snob. Right. Like, you know. Like, At the Piggly Wiggly. Yeah. No, no Jesus. organic milk. At the Piggly Wiggly. We still need a Trader Joe's here, by the way. Well, we, I did a story about that a long time ago. I don't, we will, and until, we have a 27% poverty rate in Savannah. That has not changed. All these rich people still have not moved that needle. And that is why we will never have a Trader Joe's here. We don't have enough college graduates. We, we have too many poor people within our city limits, and that's what Trader Joe's looks like. You our demographics- like, Even in like Pooler, like you don't think- I, like... I, No, I think Pooler will get one before Savannah does, which I mean, I'm not driving to Pooler. I was going to say, would you go to Pooler no. for just for Trader Joe's? I haven't even been to the, the Costco. Well, my mother is not driving to Pooler for that shit. Would I go to Pooler to see my mother-in-law? Probably not. Um, <laughs> but I will like go you, for Trader Joe's. Yeah, like <laughs> swinging by. But I mean, and that because that's what, but that's Pooler is like anywhere America. What Savannah is is special. Oh my God. It, you it's, know? Like, it's become like, um, I, like I, I grew up like right outside of that area. Um, and there was nothing out there when I was Where, like up. Bloomingdale like, or nothing. something? Or like, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, really? Rinkdale, okay. Guyton. Rinkdale. Um, that was another so world. I, like, we had Piggly Wiggly. Okay. So we had to, you know, still? go through Piggly Wiggly. <laughs> yeah, we still have Piggly Wiggly there. The, um, only then, like, the, the only one left in the state. I know, seriously. And then the only thing that came out there was Walmart, and it connected to 16. And we thought wow. that we were rich. <laughs> 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 we were rich. Woo! And then Sam's Club came along. And it's like the, um, you yeah. know, like holy the, shit, Mama! Look yeah. at this. So the Tinker Outlets in Hilton Head, like whenever we would go shopping for school, mm -hmm. um, or you know, coming to school time, we would always go out to Hilton Head because you can, you know, find the Tinker Outlets. Yeah. Like it is becoming a copy of Hilton Head Island. Mm -hmm. Like that's what it is. And the traffic, the the way that they've mm. constructed everything, it's so dumb. because they're still using the traffic lights. Um, from uh, before, like before there was any traffic out yeah. there. But I it, remember there when there wasn't a traffic light at the airport. Yeah, like right. remember you just pull right. I mean, it was just a stop and the sign. The old airport was so small. Yeah, and, yeah. But it's crazy. Like Pooler and Richmond Hill are two of the fastest growing areas in the country. Mm -hmm. Well, real estate I mean, is cheap comparatively. Yeah, and, and I mean, white people need some place to and go. And white people need a place to go. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Fuck. I, I don't mean. I mean, that, that, but that, no, those places are very. You are not wrong. That, I mean, there is a certain, again, like, you know, I mean, there's a certain kind of person that they like, they want to just live their lives. They don't care that everything that they go to is a chain. They, mm -hmm. for them, that is, that is living. That's what they want. They want, they want to have all the guns that they want to have. They, they want to, and I'm putting quotes around this, feel safe. And in order to feel safe, they need, they cannot they don't want to look at anything that might threaten, oh, yeah, for sure. You, you want to live that, like in that your that own bubble. Yeah, and so that that's what deserves their yeah. perfect But it's world. a corporate bubble. I mean, it's like these corporate, like, I don't think that people realize the hold that this, like, corporate, it, it's international nonsense. Like, you have, there's no character. Like, you're going, you know. No, it's so generic. It's so generic. And there's no, you know, where's the culture? And, yeah. like, you know, can you imagine being a little you know well, artsy I, child and, and you know growing up in Pooler what do you do where do you go I, you know, I mean I, I think that Tina Turner had it right because she moved to Switzerland yeah that'd be nice. it's interesting though because I've traveled around the country doing mm -hmm. drag and you will go into a city and you know 
there's the Target, there's the Publix, mm-hmm. there's the, um, yep. you know, the Home Depot. Mm-hmm. Like, it is all the same. The Chili's, so much, the yes, Chipotle. So, yeah, so the, much sameness. You know, yeah, yeah, it's so much same. And that, when I was growing up in Tempe, Arizona, that's the way I felt. Everything was strip malls. Everything was, oh, and yeah. I recognized that, and I hated it. I couldn't wait to get out. I'm like, I want to live somewhere where people walk mm. around. And, like, Savannah was the most, like, yeah, so you find cool. architecture. And, and, you then, find, and then yeah. once McDonald's was allowed to come out onto, on Broughton Street, on Broughton Street the entire landscape changed. Isn't that gnarly? So. Okay, we need to talk about Broughton Street. That shit is, what is it, a shit show. Uh, uh, oh, yes. <laughs> it is a mess. I can't believe no one's died, like, tripping over a Oh, my brick God, and it's taken entirely way too long. Yeah, oh, well, it's bad. It's we'll invite bad. the city council next time and chat with them. Yeah, exactly, that. you know. Oh, yeah, Mayor Van Johnson, we're calling for you for, yeah. <laughs> for our next podcast. Well, you know, there's a, um, you were talking about voting. There's an elections coming up for yeah. our city council in November. Oh, my God, y'all, it is going to be. Oh, yeah, it's going to be nuts. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be like, get out your popcorn. Like, it's going to be national news, how ugly it's going to get. Oh, my God. It's You're gonna absolutely gonna be right. Wild. It's going to be, it's gonna be incredible. wild. Incredible. Well, I, I think that it's uh, – oh, they're doing uh, rehearsals upstairs. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we hope you enjoyed the music in the yeah. background. <laughs> I well, am. I, I think at some point with the podcast, we need to have, like, a panel uh, for uh, – like each side of the spectrum uh, for the uh, the local elections, and we could be the moderators. That would oh be a, that yeah, would that be. Would be well, I want Jessica to be a yeah, moderator. Yeah, I mean, that would be amazing. I'd be like, what do you mean by that? Let us talk about that. Well, I mean, again, Savannah. I mean, the, the plus side is Savannah has always been a gay-friendly city, a gay haven. It's always really been <laughs> funny. Like, what, you know, talk to my husband growing up here because it was always like, you know, half the husbands were gay, and it was just like, don't tell, you know, I, like everybody I, okay. knew. I Every, heard that. Yeah. Actually, like, Dawn, I moved here too late. <laughs> Don Dupree used to um, uh, bartend here. Uh, she was telling me like at uh, the Who's Who or at the loading dock, um, there would be like a ten dollar fee because usually the wives would call around to the gay bars oh my and to see if their husbands shoot. were there. Yeah, and oh she'd be like, hey, gosh. for 10 bucks, I won't tell that you're here. Oh, <laughs> bitch. She went home rich. Yeah, she's like, mm-hmm. Well, I mean, like, at least now, I mean, people, I'm, I guess there are still people who are like that. I don't know, whatever. I mean, if you're going to... Damn. I mean, do what you want as long as you're not hurting people. But live I mean, your life, right? Yeah, live your life. But I don't know. But don't be a bitch. <laughs> don't be a bitch and don't lie. You know, don't lie. It's I stupid. agree. I completely agree. Um, so, Jessica, as we're wrapping up, yeah. um, let's uh, hear where we can find your blog yes. and also your books. Yes. Okay. So, savannasideways.com leads you right to my Substack, which that is, you know, it's Jessica Lee Lebo's But Savannah Sideways.com. Yeah, we'll link right down the Yeah, uh, is all you need to know. And you can find the books on Amazon. Just type in my name, Jessica Lebos. And you can also find them at The Book Lady and East Shavers and Sulphur Studios. The Book Lady. Yeah, The Book Lady. I'm going there tomorrow. <gasps> is so, oh, yay. I'm so glad. Oh, they're closed tomorrow. It's Tuesday. I guess they're closed to go on, on Tuesday. Wednesday. Yeah, go on Wednesday. Um, and yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me on. Oh, all. yeah. Oh, yeah, my yeah, gosh. You know? This has like been my favorite. Don't tell the other special guests. <laughs> <laughs> this has probably been my favorite podcast well, ever. I, I'm such an admirer of you both and, and this club because you are, first of all, like bringing forward a legacy that has been going on for a really long time and you are doing very important work and I like the lights on people's eyes when people come, if you, are, you are allowing other people that's what I think drag is I think it's like you know okay it's like this exaggerated thing and it's you know beautiful costume theatrical dramatic but at the end of the day like what you're doing is like pushing open a door for some 
child who likes to wear dresses and like they get to know that that's okay i, I, you I know? feel like it's giving permission for someone just to be themselves just to right? be themselves Absolutely. so and carry uh, on you know my my father asked me uh probably like two or three years ago was no, that when he called no, you at Bingo one night? <laughs> it's, it's actually when I first came out. I was probably like 17, and he was, you know, um, and my father is like very understanding. He is very accepting. He, he loves me. It took him a little bit because he had questions. Mm-hmm. So, I, of course, everybody's going to have questions when your child comes out. And he was asking me, um, he's like, you know, why do we have to have a pride? And mm. I'm like, you know, somewhere out there, mm-hmm. just like you said, there is somebody who is having feelings, whatever they are, inside themselves about gender identity, Mm -hmm. um, about their sexuality, anything like that, and they're they're thinking within themselves, I don't deserve to right. live. I'm not, mm. en- I'm not enough. Like, I'm not yeah. normal. Yeah. And, and, you know, you are enough, that and that's why you know, we're here. God, that, like, that's, I mean, I just, God doesn't make mistakes, you know? And so, like, whoever you are, whatever you, you want to be. You make a mistake be, with Blair's makeup, but that's what, that, <laughs> <laughs> you Wait. Know, well, well, but we have free will. Like, if you're here, you deserve to be here. And that, and, like, to continually affirming that in ourselves and for each other is, I think, I mean, that's the real Lord's work, you know, is that, Absolutely. you know. You are like every single one of us is precious and every single one of us deserves to be here in all whatever glory we decide. Like we get to choose it. You know, that's the best part. So. All right. Yeah. So forget what we said about you starting your own podcast. Yeah. <laughs> now you're I joining will come us. Back anytime y'all want. Can, can we invite you it. back again? Yes. I feel like we're just yeah. starting yeah. a conversation. Have another yeah. conversation. I um, would love can it. you um, can you tell them where? Uh, do you have an Instagram? Do you have a Twitter? Um, my Instagram is Savannah Sideways. And what what else was that? Uh, I don't Twitter. have it. I don't do Twitter. Yeah, okay, yeah. Fuck Alonzo. I, I just <laughs> look guy. at Twitter for the sex. I don't. <laughs> I'm like, wait, there's sex? Oh <laughs> shit! I, I'm missing out. No, I don't. Like again, I like I don't have time. I gotta, you know, I gotta come up with you have something to turn out these articles. I gotta yeah, turn out right? something out every week for real. So I'm trying to make a living. God. So before we wrap this up, I said this earlier. It has nothing to do with being gay. But my favorite article that I've written or read from you was about the um, sweet potato. Oh, oh bitch! <laughs> that's funny because everybody can relate to that. Like it is, it was so personal. And that was, that's funny. That one was actually it's like one of my big gigs because it was on Thrillist, which is a big website. Oh um, yeah, yeah. But it's um, about my mother-in-law's sweet potato orange balls, and which sound awful. Well, they, I mean, it is. They're good so, for you oh for continuing god, to make them. Oh my god, and they're so laborious. It's like you gotta like cut the oranges, squeeze the oranges cook the sweet potatoes, sweeten those up, try that, and then, like, stuff the fucking, like, cut. We have to, like, peel out the oranges and put the sweet potatoes in there and then put the little marshmallows on there. It. So much work. But, but you, you know? perfected that recipe I now, did. haven't now you? I use, you know, now it's non-dairy. Don't tell my father-in-law. He thinks coconut milk is for hippies. Oh, come <laughs> on now. <laughs> but my, my mother-in-law died, and now I have to make them, like, all the time. I have to make them every Thanksgiving, even though nobody eats them. It's tradition. <laughs> well, we'll be looking forward to them on the next podcast. Yeah. You can bring them, we can bring them next time. We'll sample them. <laughs> so, everybody, uh, I, you know, my name is Trayla Trash. And I'm Blair Williams. And I, you know, give it up for our uh, special guest, Jessica Lebo. Thanks, y'all. Make sure you follow her on social media. Make sure you buy her books because they are amazing. Um, and she'll be back I'll soon. I'll be sure to make fun of somebody that you don't like, I promise. <laughs> so be back to hear more about that. Um, but until uh, next time, this has been Can I Ask You a Personal Question. Thank you so much for joining us. Great. See you next week. Aww.